when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Soto Mojo Podcast. This is Colby Patnode, and I am not joined today by Ty Gonzalez. Um, I guess Ty was just so ashamed of the Mariners' recent performance, he decided to uh, not come on the show today. Um, But in all seriousness, uh, Ty had a a little family emergency he had to take care of, Um, so it's just going to be me today. I am going to uh, do a quick little solo podcast to get you guys ready for the upcoming series in Cleveland. let me just kind of uh, talk about the Mariners real briefly. So um, let's go ahead and let's let's talk briefly, real briefly, about the uh, the Cubs series. What a disaster, huh? Um, the first game was actually it was a really fun, entertaining game. Um, unfortunately, the Mariners lose six to five on a Kyle Schwarber mammoth shot that hit, ended up in the hit it here cafe. Um, just destroyed a, a hanging changeup from uh, Brandon Brennan. Um, you know, the pitch was down, but it was in the middle of the plate. And typically pitches middle to middle in at the at the just above the knees. Typically those those get hit hard by lefties. So um, it was not a great uh, pitch from Brandon Brennan. I know that uh, Ryan Roland Smith was trying to defend the pitch. Um, it was it was middle. It was middle, just above the knees. That's that's not a good pitch, not to Kyle Schwarber, especially not with first base open. Um, you know, I, I vented a little bit on Twitter about why would Scott Service um, not have Ronis Elias up to face Schwarber, um, or if they didn't want to use Elias or they wanted to save him for a ninth, the ninth, which, by the way, is a stupid reason not to use Elias, but whatever. Um, then why wouldn't you just walk Schwarber, who has that kind of power, and get Brennan to face a much better matchup in Albert Almora. Um, basically, it seemed like Service didn't want to do that because Almora was hot and Schwarber wasn't at the time, um, which, again, is just a completely stupid reason not to uh, to, or to do what he did. So, um, you know, I've been on record pretty strong. I'm not a big fan of Scott Service, in particular his bullpen management. Um, and that was just the latest little annoyance on that night. But overall, it was still a very fun game to watch. We got to see Felix Hernandez. He looked pretty good. Um, you know, the couple of the home runs, the home runs he gave up were a little bit fluky. The leadoff one to Descalso. Um, if Brandon Brennan, or sorry, if uh, Braden Bishop was in the big leagues for a week and he had played a couple games at uh, T-Mobile, he catches that ball. Um, and as it is, it's a home run. That that ball that he hit is a home run in only nine of the 30 ballparks in uh, in baseball. And the one that Rizzo hit, it was it was more impressive. It was a left center field into the pen, but it just cleared the wall. It was only a home run in like 11 of the 30 parks, according to Statcast. So. Um, you know, the home runs were a tad bit fluky, but he did still give them up. Um, overall, I thought Felix was only okay. Um, certainly better than he was against the Angels in those two starts. 
Um, not as good as he was against the uh, against the uh, Padres in his last outing, but still a positive uh, outing for Felix. I would say eleven swinging strikes is really good. The curveball was sharp. He threw the changeup more um, the second time through the order. It just it's the sinker right now, guys. The sinker slash fastball or whatever he wants to call it is just getting torched, um, and it's not like he can just live on the fast or the curveball and changeup. But he has to find a way to get more value out of the fastball, and whether that's, um, you know, throwing a couple more two seamers, whether that's really embracing the cutter, um, or maybe just throwing the slider more, he has to find some value in the fastball. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be really hard for him to dominate like he did against the Padres. Uh, but overall, it was it was a still a fun game. You know, the Mariners' offense, we got to see them really grind throughout bats like we did. Um, it, that game was the closest we had seen to the. Uh, the good Mariners team. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, they just come in, they come up a little bit late, uh, you know, a little bit too short against a really talented Cubs team. Uh, so, but overall I found that game to be entertaining, uh, annoying. Yes, but fun to watch. Certainly. Um, and then, uh, Wednesday's game was just, is a disaster. Marco did not have it. The defense did not help him, but Marco's command was bad. Uh, to say the least, he just didn't have any of. He just wasn't good. I mean, it's really that simple. Uh, yes, Domingo Santana drops a fly ball. Um, not the easiest play in the world, but I think a general good rule is if you're a major league outfielder and it hits your glove and you're not on the ground, then you need to catch that ball. So if you dive and it glances off your glove, I mean, okay. But if you're standing and the ball hits off your glove and you don't catch it that's a bad look. So uh, I just went downhill from there. Just nothing went right. Um, and it's been really sad that the Mariners, uh, three worst losses all came in a four game stretch. So that's not good. And I certainly understand the frustration there. Um, but you know, again, the Cubs are a really good team. They're kind of what you're hoping to be in two years. Um, and you just saw that the, just the talent gap is significant there. Uh, which is fine because 2019 was never about being as good as the Cubs. Um, so it's uh, it's annoying now, but overall nothing too serious um, there. So let's go ahead. Let's jump ahead to Cleveland. Um, the Mariners start a 10-game road trip. It's hard to imagine a tougher 10-game road trip for the Mariners, uh, especially with how they're playing right now. They uh, start the series in Cleveland. Uh, tonight, it is a uh, 4.10 uh, start time, Pacific time. And then Saturday and Sunday, or sorry, uh, Saturday is a uh, 1.10 Pacific time start. And then Sunday is morning brunch baseball, uh, 10, 10 a.m. Pacific time start um, right there. Uh, the series has uh, some pretty interesting pitching matchups. Three guys the Mariners just saw a week or so ago. Um, and three guys who really shut down the Seattle Mariners. Um, as well. Uh, Shane Bieber gets the ball tonight for Cleveland. Uh, he's 2-1 with a 3-6-8 ERA. Um, he was, if you guys remember, um, he was really good against the Mariners when they saw him. He went uh, six plus innings. He only gave up uh, one earned run on four hits. Uh, and he, heavy fly ball pitcher that night. Good stuff. Command's not always great, so they do have an opportunity if his command's off, but he's got really good stuff. Um, and he's going to be opposed by Yusei Kikuchi. Um, Yusei is coming off his scheduled one-inning start, um, which, ironically, he looked fantastic in. 
<laughs> he threw uh, 10 pitches, I believe, seven were for strikes. Um, but he's back to his normal schedule now, so he can go as 90 to 100 pitches tonight. Um, and he'll, he'll need to because the bullpen, it's not in bad shape because they had the off day yesterday, but it's uh, he, it'd be very nice with 10 straight games on the road. It'd be really nice if he can get six uh, innings from USA tonight. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we have de- definitely seen flashes of really great stuff from Kikuchi. We've also seen him struggle with his command some. He's not really throwing his changeup or his slider. Um, so it would be great to see him throw either one of those pitches more effectively tonight. I mean, he'll have to. The, uh, the Indians have a, a really right-handed heavy team. Um, also, Francisco Lindor is back, so that certainly helps Cleveland. Um, so <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how Kikuchi handles all of this uh, in his first uh, start off the uh, scheduled short start. So um, we'll see how he does. Uh, Saturday's matchup is uh, Mike Leake versus Carlos Carrasco. Carrasco has been struggling or had been struggling um, until he came across the Mariners and he was brilliant. Um, Pitched seven innings, only gave up three hits, 12 strikeouts, and he walked just two. Um, So Carrasco appeared to turn a corner starting with the Mariners. And so that'll be no small task for uh, the Seattle Bats uh, as well. Mike Leake goes to the mound. He has been roughed up the last few uh, his last few outings. Um, his last four starts, he has a 6-1-4 ERA. The issue there is the home runs. He's given up eight in his last four starts. Um, but uh, he did find success against Cleveland last time he faced them. On April 16th, he went six innings and allowed just uh, two runs. Uh, did, did lose that game, but uh, he pitched really well. So hopefully Mike Lee can get back to what he is, which is a low four ERA guy instead of the 4.98 ERA he has right now. And then finally to wrap up uh, the series here, we have Eric Swanson, who is uh, really hoping to bounce back from what is easily his worst start of, uh, of his young career. And he will be opposed by Trevor Bauer. So Bauer might be the Cy Young favorite right now in the American League. You guys know how good he is. Um, Eric Swanson's going to be interesting to watch. You guys remember he made his starting debut in the big leagues against Cleveland. And he gave up just one run in six innings on a solo home run uh, by Jake Bowers. So um, this is the first time he'll face somebody for the second time. So we'll see what kind of adjustments Cleveland makes to him. He was not good in his last outing. Um, He's gotten progressively worse in every outing, which makes sense. I mean, when you're a new guy coming into the league and everybody's trying to figure out what you are, there's not a ton of information on you. Um, So, but then once, you know, once scouts start to see you for the second or third time, uh, they get a really good idea of what you're going to try to do, and they can provide a scouting report, which means Swanson has to adjust to the adjustments, and then the hitters will adjust to Swanson's adjustments, and it's just a circle, and that's what being a big league pitcher is all about. So um, Eric Swanson goes uh, onto the uh, goes onto the bump on Sunday against Trevor Bauer. Not a very promising matchup for uh, for Seattle. So. Those are the pitching matchups for this week. Um, I do want to uh, wrap this up real quick by saying, though, as a very short podcast with just one person here, um, back in, it must have been early April, 
the Mariners were 13-2. and two. And Ty and I had a lot of fun. We talked about... Um, we talked about not being the negative guy who says this isn't going to last because everybody knew it wasn't going to last. You're not special for saying that the team is, isn't this good because no team in baseball is that good. We all knew it. Nobody's stupid here. It's a 130 win pace. Um, uh, so, but we also at that time said, you know, enjoy this because it's going to come back down to earth. They're not this good. Um, but enjoy it while it lasts and have fun with it. Since the 13 to two high watermark, the Mariners are five and 13. That includes a six game losing streak at home. And now they're on a four game losing streak at home. Um, they head out back onto the road. So things have not been going well for the Mariners as of late, but like when we told you that the Mariners weren't as good as their 13 and two record shows, I'm going to say a very similar thing and say the Mariners are much better than the five and 13 record they produced in their last 18 games. They aren't, the worst team in baseball. And I know it's it's difficult when you're watching them get destroyed by like 34 runs over their last four games. I know it's difficult to just throw in the towel and say, well, these guys suck. These guys are terrible. But the simple truth is they're not. They're not terrible. Are they flawed? Yes, Absolutely. The defense is bad. The offense is in a massive slump right now. The starting pitching, it's eh, at best, and the bullpen is full of question marks. They're a deeply flawed team. But let's not sit here and pretend they're a triple-A uh, roster. Domingo Santana and Mitch Hanniger are legit outfielders at the big league level. Productive outfielders. They can play. <clears throat> Omar Narvaez might be your best player right now. And while he struggles defensively, the guy can hit. He can flat out hit. All right. Uh, D. Gordon is playing gold glove caliber defense at second base. He's got a batting average over 300. He's getting on base about a third of the time. That will play. D. Gordon is still a good player. Ed, uh, Edwin Encarnacion is hitting home runs. And he's always he's always kind of a slow starter in April. Calendar turns to May. We'll see if he can pick it back up. But Edwin Encarnacion has been good. Daniel Vogelback has been good. Cody Sadzik, Rowanis Elias, uh, Brandon Brennan, Marco Gonzalez minus his last start. They have all been good. So don't assume that the Mariners all of a sudden overnight went from the best team in baseball to the worst team in baseball. That's not what happened. Um, this is just leveling off, right? Hot start followed by... A really bad stretch, and now they sit here at 18 and 15. If I told you on March 19th, the day before they took on the Oakland A's, if I told you that the Mariners would enter into uh, May 3rd in a weekend series against Cleveland, they would be 18 and 15. And I didn't tell you how they got there. Knowing what you know about this team and how the direction is to rebuild, wouldn't you take that? I know I certainly would. So yes, while the last few days have been a struggle, a uh, big struggle, 
and I certainly understand the frustration level there. I do, um, I do think it's important to remember that 2019 is not about what the Mariners' final win-loss record is. 2019 is about finding out who will be a part of your future going forward. And we may have some answers on that. Mitch Haniger hasn't been great this year, but there's nothing to suggest that Mitch Haniger won't be fine. He's probably going to put up pretty close to what he did last year. That's just the type of player he is. Domingo Santana, man, does he drop a lot of fly balls. But he also hits, and he's only 26. Could he be part of your future? Is he your next DH? Is he your next right fielder, left fielder? Maybe. Daniel Vogelback looks like a keeper. And while he has certainly cooled off from his incredible start, he's still putting up really high-quality at-bats. He still has the 30 home run power, and he still walks a lot. So Daniel Vogelback might be a part of your future, whereas three weeks ago, we had no idea if he was. All right. Omar Nervaez, yeah, the defense needs to get better. But he's not terrible. And his offense is more than making up for his defense right now. And yes, the offense will regress. Um, but not by much, not by much. Narvaez is the real deal. Um, and I just, I throw these out as examples because you look at guys who are making a lot of mistakes right now, Tim Beckham, Tim Beckham's probably not a part of your future. Now he may be, he's doing everything he can. He's still hitting very well. He's just not, not a great shortstop. And we knew that we knew that entering the year that Tim Beckham is here to hold down shortstop until JP Crawford is ready. Does that mean that Beckham can't play third for you? Does it mean he can't be second, a second baseman? Does it mean he can't pick up a glove and learn how to play left, maybe play a little first? No. No, it doesn't. Beckham's a good athlete. We've seen him make some really good plays at shortstop. Um, it's the routine ones that he drops or you know can't handle the transfer, all that stuff. Those are the frustrating ones, but that's fine. He's not a part of your long-term future. Jay Bruce can't hit? Fine. He's not a part of your long-term future. Edwin Encarnacion, I, he's been about what you would expect. He's been about what you would want. So I don't know what the issue is there. He's certainly not losing any trade value right now. So anything he does positively helps you, but if he, anything he does negatively, fine. He's not a part of the future. Brian Healy's probably not part of your future right now. And we've seen Healy improve at third base. He's certainly gotten better there. The bat has dropped to about what you would expect. Ryan Healy's not going to walk. He's not going to hit for a high average. He's going to have some power, and that's about it. But a lot of these assets that are struggling, and you even look at the bullpen piece, Anthony Swarzak, right? Corey Guerin. Zach Roscup. And Roscup and Guerin have actually been pretty good lately. But those guys, they're not a part of your future. Brandon Brennan may not be a part of your future. Rowanis Elias may not be a part of your future. Cody Sadzik, same thing. And while those pitchers are good, and they're valuable bullpen pieces, their ultimate value to the Mariners might be as trade chips. 
because Elias as a guy who can cover multiple innings, throws 94 to 95, good curveball, throwing the changeup a lot more, average cur- average changeup to go with it, that has value. Brandon Brennan's fastball changeup combo, a lot of ground balls, a lot of swing and misses, that has extreme value, especially with six years of club control. So those guys' ultimate value may be in the trade market, but they might also be fixtures in your bullpen over the next couple of years. So just keep all that in mind, guys. The Mariners are not a 5-13 caliber team. They're not a 13-2 caliber team. I would be shocked if we see them go 13-2 over any 15-game stretch for the rest of the year. I'd also be pretty shocked to see them go 5-13 over any 18-game stretch of the year. So just keep that in mind, guys. Uh, The Mariners are better than they played recently. They're just not as good as that 13-2 record they put up out of the gates, and we all knew that. We all knew that was going to be the case. Um, They're a streaky team right now. Eventually, they'll find their level. And overall, I still think this is roughly a 500 roster. 81 wins, maybe 76 if everything goes wrong, maybe 85 if everything goes right. Um, But it's right in that range, guys. And nothing I've seen and nothing you've seen should dissuade you from your original opinion. Um, So that's going to wrap up our podcast here today, guys. Uh, Again, uh, Ty will be back with us on Monday. He just had some uh, family things he needed to take care of. So thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss any episodes. Um, Also visit the website, sotomojo.com, for all your Mariners content there. Uh, Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, at SotomojoFS. It is the best way to get a hold of us if you have any questions, concerns, um, comments, anything you want to leave with us. Twitter is the best place to do that. Um, We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram, we're we're not all that active on. It's something that we want to get more active on. We just don't have that person on our team right now. Um, And speaking of team members, if you guys are hoping to write or you want to write a little bit about the Mariners uh, this summer, uh, why not uh, fill out an application? Go to Fansided Openings, Google it, and it'll take you to an application page. Scroll to the bottom where there's a writer's application. It starts out with your first name, your last name, and your email. Type that in, hit, hit send, and it'll get you going from there, guys. If you have any questions about how to apply and all that, again, feel free to hit us up on our Twitter, at SotomojoFS. Uh, we would really like some good writers um, to join the staff. Um, we're trying to expand our team a little bit here. Also, if you're a, if you're a good Instagram, um, if if you're good at Instagram, I don't know if that's the right word for it. Uh, you know, that's something that we might be interested in you taking over. So uh, don't be afraid to reach out to us with any, again with any questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Best way to do that is through Twitter at SotomojoFS. So again, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in another life. Peace.